Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. We're going to first start out with John uh, verses 1 through 4. John chapter 11 verses 1 through 4. It says, Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary, that one, which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Verse 20. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Verse 21. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Go down to verse 39. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, said I, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldst see the glory of God. Verse, I mean, verse 43 through 45. And when, Jesus, when he thus said spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. If I had to title this sermon this morning, we're still in the series, This is an Exodus, but I'd have to title this, This is an Exodus, I'm coming out. This is an Exodus, I'm coming out. Back in 1959, there was a a music company Black-owned music company by the name of Motown. And they had a boy group that, 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 that they called the Primes. They called the Primes. And there was a girl group that was like three of them. Uh, I want to say it started out with four and then they dropped it to three. Uh, but they were called the Primettes. They later changed the name of the boy group to the Temptations. And, and the girl group changed their name to the Supremes. And there was a young lady who was the lead singer of the Supremes by the name of Diana Ross. Famous. Before that, young people, before there was a Beyonce, there was a Diana Ross. Understand? Don't think Beyonce was the one that started it. Uh, there was a Diana Ross before there was a Beyonce. But around 1979, Diana Ross realized that her career with Motown was coming to an end. 
And she put out another single album. And around 1980, I want to say it was August of 1980, she released the second single off of her second album. I mean, that album called Diana. And it was a song called I'm Coming Out. She said, I want the world to know. I got to let it show I'm coming out. Mm. And, and, and that coming out, the lyrics held special meaning to Diana because it, it assembled her leaving Motown Records and coming out from under the thumb of Barry Gordy, who was the founder. She was free. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and jump into it. I'm, I'm not even going to give you the background of the scriptures and all that kind of stuff. The first point that God told me to tell you is that your situation is not unto death. Mm. Your situation is not unto death. If we go back into the scripture at the beginning, it says, now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary uh, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary, that one, not, not that other Mary, but that Mary that had, had, had anointed the Lord with the ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, his sisters sent unto him saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Listen, the first thing I'm going to do before I get to the point about it's not unto death is, is that God said for some of y'all you all have been interceding for family members you've been interceding for friends you, you, you've been interceding on their behalf but he said he said look you got to continue to intercede it, God needs us praying for those that that ain't even ain't, ain't even conscious enough to be praying for themselves saints it's time to pray Pastor Joe has been praying every morning, uh, Monday through Saturday. Uh, so, so, uh, Prophetess Felicia preached, uh, prayed yesterday, but Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock for a whole hour, Pastor Joe has been praying all this month. God needs us to intercede on behalf of somebody else. It's your prayers. That, 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 that's going to get somebody else through. Somebody that's strung out on drugs. Somebody that's too depressed to even call on the name of the Lord. You, God, is, God needs you to pray for them. See, Mary and Martha was interceding. They were praying. They said, hold on, hold on. We got to get word to Jesus that our brother is sick. Now, I don't think he had COVID, but, but I don't know what he was sick with. But, but, but God, God said he, he was sick. And they were worried and they began to pray and they got word to Jesus. See, see, I don't know about y'all, but see, when my daddy, I, when I was born, my daddy was an alcoholic. I done told his story. He, he got out of rehab the day before I came to college. But, but we prayed the whole time. 17 years I was praying that God would deliver my father from alcohol. It was the, I believe it was the prayers of not just me, but my mama, my brother, his sisters, his mama, all those that were around him, praying for him to be delivered. And I can, I can, I can say praise God come August the 20, August the 19th. It would have been 27 years that my dad has been sober from alcohol. Won't even touch it. Won't even touch it. Won't touch it. But that's what God would do. But that's because we were interceding on his behalf. See, the Bible said, my Bible tells me in James chapter 5, verse 16, that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And this righteous woman, too. Because women, we need y'all praying, too. No, 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 no. And I'm going to piggyback off Pastor Joe. Pastor Joe said we need the men back in prayer. 
You didn't allow the women to take over prayer. But no, it's, some, it's something about with a man praise. It strengthens, it, it, it provides security even for the woman. The man is supposed to be the priest of the household. It, when your wife sees you praying for her, see you praying for the kids, it does something to her. She just falls in love with you all over again. Some of y'all ain't been talking to your wife since y'all been on quarantine. Y'all ready to go. But God said, if you just start praying for her and praying over her and the kids, she might fall back in love with you, man. That ain't in my sermon, though. I'm just a, that's a whole nother note. Anyway. <laughs> Verse, verse 4, verse 4, and when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. But God said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, listen. Jesus was where he was, doing what he wanted to do. Chilling. He said, look, I got the word, yeah, yeah, I understand Lazarus see. But he said, hold on, this sickness ain't unto death. This sickness is for the glory of God. What God is saying to you is some of you that are in your situation. When I preached the other Wednesday, I said, this, this is an exodus from what you got yourself into. All right. But, but God said, this, this, this is not unto death. This, this addiction is not unto death. This, this financial situation is not unto death. This sickness is not unto death. God said that it's for the glory of God. That the son of God might be glorified. Thereby, watch this, watch this. He, he, he said, said, God is waiting for some of you. You're in this situation and you're depressed and you don't know what to do. You're looking around and you can't figure out how to get yourself out of it. God said, I need you to be like the prodigal son. I need you to come to yourself. Mm, what you mean, pastor? What you mean? Oh, God said, God said, God said, look, the prodigal son had, had taken the money. He went to a foreign land. He, he spent it all on riotous living. Watch, watch this, watch this. He, he, he got out there, and then they had a famine hit. Famine hit, meaning there's a lack of resources. And he was out there feeding the pigs and was about to eat the food he was feeding the pigs. Then he came to himself, and he realized who he was. Uh, God said, I need you to realize who you are, whose you are. God said, God said, hold on, hold on. The, the prodigal son realized, hold on. He said, there's a famine over here. But where I'm from, there's no lack. Even the, the, the servants in my father's house have plenty enough to eat. What God said is, you looking at your situation. You looking around at your homelessness. You sleeping on somebody else's couch. You in a rehab center. You in the hospital. God said, you looking at your natural situation. But you not realizing that in your father's house, that you are a kingdom child. That your God has unlimited resources. There's no lack in the kingdom. There's no lack in healing. There's no lack in deliverance. There's no lack in joy. There's no lack in the kingdom. You got to remember who you are. You, you, you looking around instead of looking up. You don't forget who you are. See, see, the prodigal son realized that even the servants had plenty enough to eat. So I just need to get back to my land where I belong anyway. And get from out from around this situation. Because I belong to my father. I don't belong over him. See, some of y'all got yourselves in situations where you ain't even belong. God said, I need you to come to yourself and realize that you are mine and there's no lack in my house. I got everything you need. 
God said, God said, I'm coming out. You coming out today. Understand that. Understand. The second point, the second point God told me to tell you is this. He said, God's time is not always our time. God's time is not always our time. Um, I can remember, I can remember as a kid, there were times when I would ask my mom or dad for something and they may be, it may be something as simple as something to eat. And, and, and I asked them for something. And to me, I feel like I'm starving. To them, they like, boy, you just ate. You just ate. You know what I mean? You acting like you're starving. And now that I'm a parent, I see it from the other side. That, that, that sometimes my, my kids will come to me and be like, daddy, daddy, I'm hungry. Daddy, what we going to eat? Daddy, daddy. And I'm like, son, you just ate two hours ago. I done cooked grits, eggs, bacon, all kinds of stuff. You done had toast. You just had it two hours ago. Now you coming to me it's just two hours later. You talking about you starving. I said, you'll be all right. We'll get you something. Yeah, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to feed you. I don't want the people coming to my house. But, 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 but I, 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 I realized in that that, that my emergency as a child was not my parents' emergency. Uh, I realize that my child's emergency now is not my emergency, uh, but but I'm going to provide their needs. Understand that. What God said, God said, God said, look at this. He said, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. God, Jesus told us, look, it was an emergency to you. I was taking care of my father's business where I was. See, 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 the problem with us today is, especially in the world, we got microwaves and all this. You can go hit a button. You ain't even got to put all the numbers in. A lot of microwaves, you just hit one and put a whole minute on there and go to cooking. Everything is instantaneous. We want God to move when we say move. God, I need you now. God may not have said, look, I, when I was four, when I was five, I was praying for my daddy to be delivered. My dad, God waited, waited another 13, another 12, 13 years before he delivered him. God's timing is not always our timing. God's timing is not always our timing. But why is that? The other day, pastor was preaching and, 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 and pastor Robin got on. God gave her a word that said, put some fruit on your table. That you will produce fruit. But see, God said, my timing, your timing is not always my timing because sometimes I need to produce the fruit of the Spirit in you. Oh, what is the fruit of the Spirit? It is, it is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Let me say that again. He said, long-suffering. You got to have patience. Sometimes you got to wait. Y'all, God said, we didn't got into a place where we want everything right now. We want to be like Burger King. We want to deal away right away. God said, it ain't always like that. And I'm sure Martha was pissed off, excuse me. <laughs> Had you been here, Jesus? Had you been here? He wouldn't have died. You taking your sweet time. See, 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 some of y'all, y'all, See, some of y'all, some of y'all have never been mad with God. And I honestly, I honestly, some of y'all ain't been through something. Because until you done been mad with God about something. 
Till you done been mad with God about something. Till God done waited. God didn't answer a prayer the way you wanted him to answer a prayer. And you done got mad with God. But then had to come back and understand who God is and that he still loves you even though he didn't do it the way you wanted him to do it or do it when you wanted him to do it. God said, you tell you've been mad with God. I honestly can't thank you. It's something about being, when you get to the point where you get mad with God that matures you as a Christian. When you get mad with him, then he got to humble you back down to understand that I am the father. I'm sovereign. I'm omnipotent. I'm omniscient. I'm omnipresent. I still love you even though you pissed off with me. Understand it, understand it, understand it. See, 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 you got to understand that God's timing is not always our time. And I say not always because sometimes God will answer our prayer right when we ask. But God going to teach you. He said, look, it ain't going to always be like that. There are times when my kids ask me for something. I go ahead. All right, son, I go ahead. I go get it. All right, baby girl, I go get it. You that what you want, I go get it. But then sometimes, baby, we're going to have to wait. We can't do that right now. And that's how God is with us. And that's what God was trying to teach Martha. Yeah, just because you wanted me to come right then didn't mean it was time for me to come. You don't know what other business I had to handle. You don't know what I had to take care of. And you don't know who I was, I, I was helping and God had me ministering to over here while you just worried about Lazarus. He already knew that his, his sickness was not unto death. All right, let's watch this, watch this, watch this. Point number three. I'm, I'm, gonna get, I'm bringing it to a close. Guys, point number three says you must believe. Point number three, you must believe. You're like, what, 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 what? You, who, who must believe? All y'all must believe. I'm going to just tell it to you like that. The intercessors and those that's going through, you all must believe. But I'm going to deal with the intercessors first. Uh, uh, it says in, in, in verse 39, Jesus said, uh, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him, here go Martha again. Uh, the sister of him that was dead said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. For it had been four days. God said, I'm tired of y'all with this quarantine faith. What y'all mean? Uh, what you mean, pastor? What you mean, elder? Quarantine faith. See, some of y'all, watch this, watch this. I'm finna break this down for y'all. See, some of y'all, some of y'all before the quarantine happened, when the gyms was open, you was in there faithfully. You was in there all the time. Five o'clock in the morning. Boom, get it. But since the gym been closed, y'all ain't been doing nothing at your house. Ain't been doing nothing. You have not been exercising one bit. What God said quarantine faith is, he said before this, this pandemic, before all these, this racism came and, and, and all these police shooters and George Floyd and, 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 and Ray Shard and all this, all this, Breonna Taylor, before all this, when none of y'all exercising y'all faith about nothing. Y'all had quarantine faith, but when, when the pandemic hit, when, 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 Joe, when, when, that, when the cop laid his knee on George Floyd and, and when Breonna Taylor got shot, now y'all want to pray. He said, hold on, hold on. I had to get y'all to exercise your faith. Mm. But see, some of y'all only had just a little bit of faith. You had just enough faith. You had faith to a certain point. See, see, Martha only had faith for three days <laughs> because it had been proven, it had been seen multiple times that somebody would die and they they've been dead three days so uh, God would Jesus would come in or somebody would pray the priest would lay on them and they'd be, they come back to life but Martha said hold on 
He's been dead four days. Jesus looked at her like, what? You only got enough faith for four days? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm the son of God. I'm the son of God. I'm the one who, who, who I'm the son of the one who told Ezekiel to prophesy, prophesy to some bones. And they came back to life. So if he can prophesy to some bones, God can, God can certainly bring Lazarus back after four days. See, y'all only got faith to a certain point. God said, I need y'all to grow up. I need y'all to grow up in your faith. See, 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 God said, God said, I ain't worried about four days. I ain't worried about a week. I ain't worried about a month. I ain't worried about two years. I ain't worried about five years. God said, I, Jesus said, I am the son of God. No matter how long you've been dead. If God can bring, can speak, use Ezekiel to speak to some bones and bring a whole army back, I can speak to this, speak to Lazarus and tell him to come forth. God said, y'all, y'all only got faith to a certain point. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Y'all only got faith to a certain point. Watch this. Y'all, 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 y'all believe God for a bachelor's, but you don't believe him for the masters of the doctrine. Y'all, y'all believe God for, for a $25,000 job or a $30,000 job, but you don't believe he'll make you the owner of the company. God only got a little bit of faith. God said, I need you to raise your faith. God said, I need you to raise your faith. Understand this. Watch this. Watch this. And he said, Jesus saith unto her, said I not to, oh, hold on, wait, 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 I'm about to skip a whole point, God, Jesus. He said, let me go back, I didn't hit the four days, but he said, Martha told him, said, look, Lord, by this time, he's thinking, he's thinking. I can remember my first job, my first job, first real job, I worked at McDonald's. And if anybody ever worked at McDonald's, you know, after you done worked there a few times, especially if you work in that grill, your clothes going to smell like grease. They're going to smell like that grease. No matter how much you wash, they're going to smell like the fried grease, the hamburger grease. They're going to smell like all of it. People smell you coming. They be like, oh, man, you work at McDonald's, don't you? You smell like a Big Mac. <laughs> you smell like some fries, boy. Come on, man, you making me hungry. Look, look, look. But God said, God said, God said, God said, he going to bring you out. If you're in a situation right now, if you're in adultery, if you're in fornication, if you're dealing with an addiction, God said, I'm going to bring you out just like I did the Hebrew boys. He said when he brought them out, when they brought them out of the fiery furnace, they didn't even smell like smoke. God said, I'm going to bring you out and ain't nobody going to even be able to tell you was in what you was in. You look at my daddy right now, you, you would never be able to tell that he was an alcoholic for that long. You would never be able to tell that he was an alcoholic for that long. God said, I'm going to deliver you from that depression. I'm going to de deliver you from what you're going through. You coming out and you ain't even going to smell like you ain't going to look like it. You ain't going to smell like it. Ain't nobody going to be able to tell. Because see, you worry. You thinking about, but God, everybody going to know that, that, that I used to smoke crack. Everybody going to know that I was sleeping with so-and-so husband. Everybody going to know that I was doing this. God said, I'm going to bring you out and ain't nobody even going to be able to tell what you was doing. He said, I'm coming out. Watch this. Then he said, then he said Jesus said unto her, said I unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou should see the glory of God. As an intercessor, your faith has to be at a higher level than the person you praying for. Their breakthrough is counting on your prayers. Watch this, watch this. He took me down to Matthew. 
took me down to Matthew. And he said, Matthew 17, uh, verses 15 through 21. He said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. He's a lunatic and sore vexed. For all times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have the faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Some of the people you praying for can't get their breakthrough because y'all too lazy to get up at 6 o'clock and get on the prayer call. Somebody's breakthrough is counting on you being able to fast and pray on their behalf. But you're too lazy. Now I'm going to roll over and hit the snooze button. And you're wondering why God hadn't done it. God hadn't done it because you ain't doing what you need to do. Intercessors got to be on the watch. There's lives that are depending on there are breakthroughs that are depending on It's people depending on you. But you're too lazy to get up and pray. That's why God, that's why God gave Pastor Joe the idea of praying for one hour. It came from when, when Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane and Peter James couldn't pray one hour. They fell asleep. It's not time to fall asleep. It's time to be on the watch. It's time to be on the post. It's time to fast. It's time to pray. Somebody's breakthrough is depending on you. But you too. Let me go. Point number four. Point number four. And this is this is to those that are in something. He said he's calling you out. He's calling you out. I can remember when I was about seven or eight years old, it was me and three other friends in my neighborhood, and we were playing, and a few days before, I'd been riding my bike, and I was, I was one, I was trying to be a dad devil, I like Eva Knievel, we were trying to build ramps and jump stuff, and you know how to curve on the side of the driveway, you had a little hump, we'd be jumping off of that and all kinds of stuff, and I had jumped off a curve or a ramp or something, and I had busted my knee a couple of days before. And me and some of my friends, we love wrestling, so we were out and then one of my friend's uh, grandparents, he was down visiting from Atlanta, and we was in his grandparents' front yard, who was right across the street from my house, and we was wrestling, and I don't know, he said my knee hit him, and I'm like, dude, my knee is busted open. If my knee would have hit you in the head, I would have felt it, bro, I'd have been in pain. And he just kept going on, kept going on, I'm like, you know, at some point I was just like, man, what you gonna do then? You know, I was a hothead. I, I lost one fight. I was in kindergarten. Uh, I ain't bragging, but I just I, I didn't like losing. That's just, just being honest with you. It didn't fit me. So he, 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 
He said, man, what you going to do? So we got into a little scuffle then, and then he started crying. I think his grandmama came out. Y'all gone, y'all gone, gone. So I was like, man, bump it. I'm about to go eat lunch. So I went in the house. I'm eating lunch. And then the other two friends that was with us was like, hey, they came to the door. And then back then, everybody called me by my middle name. They called me Tom. They're like, Tom, Tom, hey, hey, just say he want his revenge. I said, what? So I go outside. I go outside. And I felt like he was calling me out. You know, he was calling me out. I want my revenge. Whatever. All right. You know what? I said, you know what? And this is the under God truth. Y'all can ask my mama, Ernestine Ezekiel, call her 706-568-4655. And you can ask her. Came in the back though. I said, you know what? You know what? Wait. You know what? I'm finna let my mama watch me whip your behind. Since you're gonna come over here in my yard with this. Went and called my mama. She go to hugging on him, trying to, I don't fight, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But he called me out. He called me out. And I was about to answer. Trust me, I was, I was. Till my mama interceded on his behalf. But, but, but God said, God said, God said, look, look, look. In verse 43, he said, and when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. What God is saying to some of y'all, God is calling your name and he's saying, come forth. Come forth out of, out of homosexuality. Come forth out of that addiction. Come forth out of adultery. Come forth out of depression. God said, come forth out of cancer. Come forth out of that sickness. God is calling you forth. The question is, are you going to answer? Are you going to answer? Because the Bible said that when, 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 when God called Lazarus forth, it said, and he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound with a napkin. And Jesus saith unto them, loose him and let him go. The question is, who was Jesus talking to? Was he talking to the grave clothes? Was he talking to the people who were there watching? Or was he talking to that death spirit? To tell him to loose him and let him go. I believe that God was talking to the deaf spirit. Just like God is talking to whatever spirit has got you bound right now. God is telling you. God, God saying loose him. Let him go. Loose my daughter. Loose my son right now. In the name of Jesus. Let him go. Because I got work for them to do. I got to use them. And God said, God, God took me back. He said, it's not unto death. And the reason was, it was verse 45. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary had seen the things which Jesus did and believed on him. God is about to call you forth. God said, you're coming out because I got others that I need to believe that I'm still in the healing business, that I'm still in the delivering business, that I'm still still in the, in the reconciliation business. I'm putting marriages back together. I'm bringing kids back home. I'm, do, I'm doing it. And I need somebody else to see it done for you and your family so they can believe on me. God said, this is an exodus. I'm coming out. God delivering my father from alcoholism built my faith. As a young teenager, to see God transform him and deliver him completely to the point, to the point where he won't even touch it. Watch this. Watch this. 
He'll buy it. He'll have get-togethers. When his family will come over, he'll have get-togethers. He'll go buy it so they can enjoy it, but he won't touch none of it. Not a drop. God doing that for my father built my faith. There's somebody's faith that's going to be built by your deliverance. But will you answer the call when God said, God is saying to you, come forth. Are you going to sit there and wallow in it? Or are you going to be obedient? The last point, last point, I'm closing right here. Closing right here. He took me to Job. He took me to Job. God is needing you. If you are in, some, if you are in a situation right now, and I'm speaking directly to you. I'm not speaking to the intercessors right now. I'm speaking to you who are in a situation right now where you, where you, you feel like the prodigal son, that you out there by yourself. You're too far from God. You done done too much. God, God, God said, I need you to be like Job. Job in, in chapter 23, verse 10, he told his friends, but he knoweth the way that I take and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as pure gold. God is sneeding you. If you are in something right now, God needs you to get to the point where you say, I shall come forth. I shall come forth out of addiction. I shall come forth out of adultery. I shall come forth out of alcoholism. I shall come forth out of addiction to the lottery. I shall come forth out of drugs. I shall come forth out of it. I shall come forth. I said, this is an exodus. I'm coming out. But you got to make the declaration. See, Joe made the declaration that I shall come forth as pure gold. He not only said he was coming out, but he said how he was coming out. And we know that God gave, blessed Joe with double for his trouble. God said, I will do the same for you. But he's called you to come forth. But are you ready to say it? I shall come forth. God told me this as praise and worship was going on. God said, before I bring them back in, I got to bring them out. Before I bring you back into the house, I got to bring you out of whatever it is you in. I got to bring you out because you ain't going to come back in the same way you went out. God said, I'm calling you forth, but I got to bring you out of whatever it is you in. Whatever it is, whether I, see, and, and I say whatever it is you in, because Job didn't put himself in a situation. God allowed Job to be tested. So what you're going through may not be because you got yourself in it, but it may be because God is allowing you to be tested. But God said, I'm going to bring you out before I bring y'all back into the house. But I need you to say, I shall come forth God is calling you come forth come forth out of sin come forth out of the world come forth remember who you are you are a kingdom child God said before you was in your mother's womb I knew you you are kingdom whether you don't set foot in the church one day or not you are kingdom you belong to God. God said, if you remember who you are, I'm calling you forth.
So right now, if you don't know God, if you have not accepted God as your Lord and Savior, God said that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that, that God raised him on the third day, that he died on the cross to save us from our sin, and that God raised him on the third day, that you shall be saved. So I just want you to pray with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I, in, I invite you to come into my heart, oh God. God, be my Father, oh God. God, I want you as my Lord and Savior. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross to save me from my sins. I believe that you raised him up on the third day with all power in his hand, God. God, if you pray that prayer, I, I believe that you are saved in Jesus' name. Y'all clap your hands for him right now in the name of Jesus. anointing on your life right now dear heavenly father god i'm praying for for your sons lord god i'm praying for your daughters oh god god they know you they love you they know they belong to you oh god but god they allow their flesh oh god they succumb to the temptation oh god of the enemy oh god but god i pray oh god that they come to themselves right now in the name of jesus i pray that they declare i shall come forth right now in the name of jesus that they come out of every sin they come out of every way that's so easily possess them oh god in the name of jesus god i pray that that, that you said whom the son sets free is free indeed that they'll be free from guilt oh god they'll be free from addiction they'll be free from that temptation oh god in the name of jesus we pray right now and we give your name honor we give your name glory we give your name praise in jesus name amen we hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.